Tonight, we're going to look at one verse. I'm going to read it, pray, and then we'll walk through it with each other. Sound good? Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Let's pray together. Lord, we can meet out here on this beach, not just in a church, not just in a parking lot, but out here because you are the Lord. You reign over all this universe. And Lord, tonight we're going to see the method by which you exalted yourself, the way you were lifted up. And so, Lord, I ask that you help me to make it plain and clear what it means that you died on the cross for our sins, what it means to have been crucified with you ourselves. We ask that you would reveal yourself to us, that you would glorify yourself. Jesus, there is no one like you. What kind of king would lay down his life, not just for his friends, but even for enemies? Who would die for the ungodly? None but you, Lord Jesus. And so it's in your name that we pray, and it's in your name that we want to live all of our lives, and it's in your name that we find all of our hope, and we place all of our trust in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 How's sound right now? Just give me a little, yeah, it's working? Okay. Well, there's a Jewish tradition during the Passover Seder. Passover, a Jewish holiday is celebrated. And the Jewish tradition is of asking four different questions that draw out the meaning of the Passover. The Passover is that occasion in the Old Testament when the destroyer angel, if you remember in the book of Exodus, passed over the homes that were covered by the blood of a lamb and so spared the life of the firstborn son. And the first question that's asked by the youngest male present is this. Why is tonight different than all other nights? Why is tonight different than all other nights? About 1,400 years after that first Passover meal, the Lord Jesus sat with his disciples and celebrated Passover with them. And hours later, he was going to hang on a cross. And now, about 2,000 years later, we find ourselves here celebrating another holiday, a day that we call Good Friday. And so tonight I want to ask, why is Good Friday good? In the same vein that they would ask their parents during Passover, why is tonight different than all other nights? Why is Good Friday good? And why is this night different than all other nights? Well, we find our answer 
in the verse I read by the Apostle Paul from the book of Galatians, where he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Why is Good Friday good? Well, reason number one. For you, Christian, you have been crucified with Christ. The verse opens with the words, I have been crucified with Christ. That is to say, on Good Friday, 2,000 years ago, something definitive happened. In such a way that Paul can say years later, decades later, I have been crucified with Christ. Now, the question is, what part of Paul, and if this includes us, which it does, what part of me has been crucified? Because you'll notice that this verse is full of some paradoxical statements, right? I have been crucified, yet I live. I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. What is Paul saying here? Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. So the questions before us are, what part of us has been crucified? And why, oh why, is that good news that we've been crucified with Christ? Well, clearly, Paul is not saying that he was physically crucified. Paul's speaking right here. So we know he didn't physically die with Christ, but rather he's referring to what he calls in other portions of Scripture, the old man has died. The old man who definitively used to be Paul, Saul of Tarsus, has died. That old self was crucified with Christ. And Romans 6, 6 helps us get at what that old man or old woman, that old self is. Where Paul says this, We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. So simply put, the old self is the man or woman outside of Christ. It is the person who is not trusted in Christ, who is dead in their sins and a slave to their sinful passions. Like it talks about in the first few verses of Ephesians 2, you were dead in your transgressions and you were doing evil deeds as you walked and you just obeyed your own passions. That is what the old self is. Now, we all know there's something wrong with this world. If 2020 showed us one thing that we could all agree on, there's something wrong with this world. And if we're honest, and we need to be, we know that it's not just something out there that's wrong with this world. We know that there's something about us that's wrong. And everyone Everyone, no matter what creed you come from, you know in some way you need to deeply change. But God's Word takes things even further than that. God's Word doesn't just say there's something wrong with this world. doesn't just say you need to change some. You don't just need to change. But what God's Word says is you need to die. 
and you need to raise up as a new person. As it says in the Gospel of John chapter 3, you must be born from above. You must be born again. And the problem for the sinner outside of Christ isn't just that he or she does bad things. It's not just that you made some mistakes, but the problem of our sin is that it goes all the way down and it's not that we just do bad things, but at our core, our hearts are wicked and we even love evil. That's how far down the problem goes. And what makes Good Friday good is that Paul says for the Christian definitively, the old man, the old woman that was once enslaved to sin, that core of who we are, who we were, that we know must die if things are ever going to change, that old man, that old woman was crucified with Christ. And you see, because of our sin against a holy God, we should die. That is what our sin deserves. Not a time out, not a slap on the wrist, not time spent in a jail. Death. We, we all want to be blessed by God, but by our own actions, what we deserve is to be cursed by God. As we look at the cross of Christ, what we see is His death should have been my death. His death should have been your death. But God's grace applied to your life today means that the crucifixion you deserved, it was accomplished 2,000 years ago. Why is Good Friday good? Because you have been crucified with Christ. And now the good news is not just that you were crucified with Christ, just that the old man died, but that you are not and you will never be alone now. Not only, you see, did the old man die, meaning you are no longer enslaved to your sinful passions or your sinful desires, but that you are now not just crucified with Christ, but you are alive and you will never be alone. Paul says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In some other translations, it says, and yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. I live, yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. Why is Good Friday good? Because the old man was crucified with Christ. Because your sin was nailed to that cross on which he hung. And just as Jesus didn't stay dead, so you spiritually died, but now live again. And baptism is a picture of this. What we're going to see in that water is a picture of this. That a person goes down into the water, representing death and the grave. And as they go down, they are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then they are raised up in newness of life. And the picture is that all those sins they committed in their own name have gone down into the grave of Christ. And they are now raised up in the name and according to the work of the triune God. 
You die with Christ in order that you might also live and raise up with Christ in the newness of life. In the same spirit which rose Christ from the dead is alive in you and raises you up in life and empowers you now to live a new life for the glory of the one who gave himself for you. Paul says, it's no longer I who live. Now, that's interesting for Paul to say. Paul says, it's not I who live. So it's a living person who's saying, I'm not the one living. So what are we to do with this? Well, the truth is, if you be in Christ, you are alive. And yet, the truest thing about you is not you. It's not your past. It's not your own strength. It's not your own power. The truest thing about your life now, it, it is Christ who lives in you. That is now the truest thing about you as a Christian. Paul says, not I, but Christ who lives in me. The most definitive thing about me, about you, Christian, is the old man enslaved to sin lives no more, but Christ lives in you. So this means we can say, I'm not alone because Christ lives in me by his Holy Spirit. We can say, I'm not who I once was because I've been crucified with Christ and it's Christ who lives in me. It means I can say that I am not what I am tempted to go back to because I've definitively died in Christ. It means that we can say I died with Christ and I am raised with Christ. I am in Christ and he lives in me by his Holy Spirit. But the question is, how does this all happen? Is this true for everyone? What, what is the instrument by which these beautiful truths we're looking at actually become true of your life? Well, Christian, what was agreed upon before time began, the plan of the triune God to save a countless multitude of sinners, what was accomplished on that cross of Christ 2,000 years ago is applied today in our lives by faith. The third reason Good Friday is good is that all of these treasures are yours by faith in Christ. Paul says, in this life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, the good news is not try harder and maybe God will love you and accept you one day. It is not do many good works and you can one day become a Christian. That's what the whole entire book of Galatians is about, that no one will be justified by their keeping of the law. The good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ is that in the Son of God, our sin has been punished. Our death has been died. And that the Son of God has risen from the dead and He is one day going to make all things new. And He calls us to forsake everything of ourselves. Our sin, 
and our own righteousness, our own very lives, and to rest and to rely wholly on what He has done. To rest and rely wholly on Him through faith. And this is a faith that trusts His death was sufficient to forgive all of your sins. Because He is the Son of God. It is a faith that believes it should have been us on that cross. It is a faith that believes God at His Word. As it says in the book of Romans, that God justifies the ungodly who believe. Good Friday is good because it is sheer grace. It should have been us on that cross. And it is received by nothing but faith in the one who gave himself for us. To close, let's walk through just this last part of the verse. Paul says, And this life I now live in the flesh. Now, if you're anything like me, you might be having some objections. You might be saying, Yeah, but I still sin. Yes, you do. And so do I. We are still in this flesh and we will not be free from the presence of sin until Christ returns and we receive our new perfected body. So we will struggle with sin even though the power of sin has been definitively broken over our lives. We're still in the flesh which means the penalty of sin while it's been paid for and the power of slavery to sin has been broken. We're going to struggle with sin, but while we live the life we do, how do we live it? What does Paul say? This life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Again, church, it's not a vague notion that God just approves of you or just forgives because He's just chosen to do it. It's a wholehearted trust in Jesus, in his work, in saying that actually happened in history. God, the Son of God, took on human flesh and lived a perfect life and died on a cross for the sins that I committed. He himself bore our sins on that tree in his body that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. We trust in His work. We trust in His death. We trust in His resurrection. We said that the death He died, it should have been our death. Good Friday is good because we can say, by faith, His death was our death. So this is what we remember today. That what was accomplished 2,000 years ago on that, Christ, on that cross of Christ is applied to us by faith. So we can, each of us together who have trusted in Christ, say, I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, 
but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who did what? He loved me and he gave himself for me. This is the God we worship. In church, he didn't stay dead, but that's for Sunday. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we're going to we're going to spend the rest of our lives here on earth just scratching the surface of what you did 2000 years ago, what you planned even before time began to save sinners. And Lord, that you wouldn't just send angels to do it, but that you, the son of God, would give your life for us. And so, Lord Jesus, we just say thank you and we praise you and we worship you. And we say with the old hymn, were the whole realm of nature ours, that would be an offering far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands our life, our soul, all that we have. And so, Lord Jesus, we thank you that on that cross, we died too by faith. And that as surely as you rose from the dead, we have risen with you in newness of life. Jesus, there is no God like you. We boast only in the cross and we want to know nothing and preach nothing except the Lord Jesus Christ and him crucified. We bear your name, Lord. We pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.